Hello, this is Rocker with the Stuttering Loudmouth Hilarity podcast. Uh, I think the audio should be improved this time around. Uh, I think last time I was recording with the... What was it? I think I was just recording with just like a, a crappy microphone that I stuck to my cell phone, or maybe I was just recording with my cell phone held to my mouth. I don't know, I don't know, but it was the first time that I had ever done anything like that. And as a result, it sounded like garbage. Hopefully this time I've improved uh, my setup a little bit, so hopefully it won't sound quite as crappy. Anyway, if you're just stumbling on this, uh, you're probably wondering why you're here and uh, who I am and what this show is about. And those are all excellent questions that I don't really have a good answer to, other than to say uh, I am someone who stutters and I have trouble speaking, but I enjoy talking. And uh, uh, speaking out loud is one of the best ways for me to practice my speech, obviously. I mean, that's kind of a given for for everybody. But it's particularly effective for me just so that I can work on how I say things and just try to see with someone who who stutters like, like I do, it's not necessarily, even though it doesn't seem like I'm that bad at the moment, I am, but it, it sort of comes in waves. It comes and goes in waves. And at the current moment, right now, within the last minute or two, it hasn't been too bad because I've been measuring my words and just speaking very methodically. And so it's not like I'm I'm like struggling to speak or anything like that. Or I, I am sort of, but I'm I'm mixing, I'm including pauses and I'm slowing things down so that it's not too noticeable and, and annoying. But you can probably tell that there's some slight fragments. So I guess in a way the the point of this this show is somewhat self-serving. I wouldn't even call it a show. It's just, uh, it's an exercise, a a speaking exercise because audio is fairly easy to record and it, it doesn't take up too much memory, especially if you, if you know how to, what, what audio format to use and certain audio compressions and stuff that you can use. It's fairly easy to edit, especially since I don't plan on editing these, see, there you go. That was a a very long pause. Uh, I don't plan on editing these podcasts too much. I, I want to work. I don't, I'm not going to hide the fact that I do stutter. It's, it's just one of those things, but at the same time, I'm uh, going to uh, treat it as though it's it's not a significant issue, which I guess, I mean, for me, it, it is a significant issue in some ways, and in other ways it isn't. But uh, anyway, uh, anyway, so the, the show is essentially an, an exercise, a self-serving exercise in, in speech and in putting thoughts together and speaking them out loud. And I also want to take on, I, 
another reason why I started doing this show or this this podcast. I'm, I'm starting this 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 podcast. I think I addressed this actually in a in a previous episode, the the first episode, the pilot episode, if you will. But I have a background in production and in editing and in filmmaking and in in creative work. So I figure I would take advantage of those skills and create something, something that wouldn't take too much time to do, but at the same time still be rewarding both for me and I guess anyone who who cares to listen to this, assuming that there's anything worth listening to. I, I probably from this episode so far, uh, given the fact that I've, I'm kind of, I've been, I haven't really stuck to one particular topic and I seem to kind of be wandering around in, in my head as far as what to say exactly. I didn't do as much preparation for this as probably I should have in the sense that I kind of just sat down and started and I hit the record button and I'm, I'm just kind of hoping, I'm just kind of winging it at this point and I'm hoping for the best. And uh, sometimes that plays that well and sometimes it doesn't. At the moment, I haven't done anything like this in quite a long time, so I'm a little bit rusty. I do apologize for that. But And also, I'm kind of staring at a blank wall. I'm, I'm kind of riffing off the top of my head. I don't have anything to interact uh, I don't have anything to uh, to interact with, I guess. I guess that's the best way to put it. So it, it's not like I have a list of questions that I can go through and, and, and answer them in detail, although perhaps that's something that I can do in the future if I can't just think of things at random. But anyway, but... The real issue is that it's been a long time since I've I've sat down and just riffed off the top of my head with absolutely no feedback, no 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 other interface whatsoever. It's been a, a long, long time since I've done that. So uh, again, I'm I'm kind of rusty, and I I don't I'm usually a little more fluent than this as far as opinions and topics go. But anyway. So that is the nature of the show. Uh, that's about a. That's my long-winded way of saying that I'm not quite sure what this show will be. This this podcast, this audio thing. I guess right now I'll call it an experiment. If it turns into something else, then great. If it doesn't, then well, I hope to have have gotten something out of this. And the one or two of you that have actually listened or have listened all the way, will hopefully not think that their time was wasted. But anyway, so now that that's out of the way... Oh, yes, um, another reason why I'm interested in, I have been... I've wanted to do this, at least lately. This wasn't my... When I initially started this podcast, this was not part of my plan. But... I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson's podcasts. I've been I've been listening to it 
from the beginning. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure when he started exactly, but some of the uh, later episodes uh, from from 2019. If you're not familiar with Jordan Peterson, he's a controversial psychiatrist. He's he's controversial among the extremist left because uh, he doesn't take crap uh, usually from them. The the ideological sort of garbage that spews out of that side and has has taken over the majority of, of the media and Hollywood and news and college campuses and many large companies. Uh, and if you're wondering where I stand in that respect, now you know. But anyway, he, he's, a, he's a controversial psychiatrist who, who became a public figure, I believe, in the mid-2010s uh, for all sorts of things. He's also a, an incredibly, he's an incredibly brilliant speaker, and his, his insights are, are extremely extremely interesting. Say what you will about him as a, as a person, especially in the, in the last few years where some people have, have questioned the validity of his, his, uh, his they've questioned the validity of his, I would say, previous uh, statements, both in book and in lectures and things of the nature about how one should live their lives. He had uh, some, I don't know the specifics of this, but he, he went into a depression, I believe a few years ago, that was in part caused by, I think, some, uh, an addiction to painkillers. I don't, I don't know the specifics of, of his situation, but anyway, something happened to him where he became addicted to something. I believe it's, it's painkillers and he had to be hospitalized in Russia and he almost died. And people have held that against him as an example of you. How, how dare you tell others how to live their lives when you yourself can't keep your own life organized? which is is valid, I, I believe, in, in some ways, but also in, in other ways. He's never claimed to be perfect, as far as I know. And, you know, people, he's, he's a human being. He, human beings are, are tempted, and they're, they're weak, and they fall for all sorts of things. And he's in a particularly unique situation in the sense that he's a, he's a public figure who also has uh, who who has who has significant vitriol aimed aimed at him aimed against him almost every single day and you know as strong as you are of a human being having you know hundreds of thousands of people maybe even millions of people uh, who who actively dislike you some of which, you know, uh, wouldn't think twice about 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 killing you if they if they saw you, or or who 
who think of you as as evil incarnate, having that kind of, of hatred aimed against you is a particularly unique and difficult situation to be in, and it's an incredible burden to place on anybody. So it's it's understandable, and and also apparently he had a, a some some family issues as well. His his wife has cancer or something of that nature, and you know of course he loves his wife, and when a loved one is in is is dying, especially someone who you you've you've created a life with, he he has a daughter with her, I believe, and maybe some other children. I'm not entirely sure, but when. You've made a life with somebody, and that person is dying, and and, and it's somebody that, that you love, that, that you you care about deeply, and that person is 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 being taken away from you, and there's there's nothing that you can do about it. I mean, it's understandable that, that you would be, you know, you would get a, a little depressed. I mean, that's I mean, just you know, a common thing to happen. Anyway, so all of these things have have hit him. He's a, He's a controversial speaker, and he's a, he's a psychiatrist, and he's a, he's a public figure, and so on and so forth. But he has these, he conducts lectures. I'm not sure if he if he still does it. I believe he does, although he he probably, along with a lot of other people who, who speak publicly for a living during COVID, I believe that he, he scaled back to a significant degree. But he he gave in, in the late, 2010s, a series of lectures all over the country, and I was, which is in, in, impressive in of itself. That's a lot. It's not easy to go up to an entire group of people and and speak to them, even if you have a, a speech prepared. I've done it a few times, and it's it can be rather in, intimidating, but. I was particularly impressed by the way that he does these things where he doesn't, as far as I can tell, as far as what, what he said about the situation, he doesn't go up, he doesn't give these, these speeches and these lectures with, with any prepared words in, in, in advance. He, from what I've gathered, he, he spends about an hour or two before the speech just in deep meditation and uh, in in order to think about things that he wishes to speak about at the lecture and he he essentially uses these lectures as a way to work out problems out loud and he often speaks for extended periods, you know, anywhere from, from an hour to an hour and a half to, to two hours. And, you know, again, that's a pretty impressive thing to, to be able to manage, to go up on stage with only the some, some faintest shreds of the topic that you want to talk about. And, and oftentimes he, he's speaking to a l large crowds of, of thousands of people um, in auditoriums and th this is not an easy thing to do to go up to thousands of people with only sort of the most the faintest of, of ideas of topics in mind and to, and use that platform as a way to work out problems out loud i just found that very 
it was very intriguing that idea, and it's it's something that that I've found myself in my own life of being able to speak things out loud. In a way, I find speech to be in in many ways a form of thinking. Well, like writing is, is a form of thinking, and you know, if you're an artist, sometimes although I'm not a, a a significant artist in the sense that I, I can't draw and I, I, I don't draw uh, all that often, but I, I know that it's also possible to work problems out in your mind as you sketch certain things. I'm, I, again, I, I'm not an artist. I'm not a professional painter or, or anything like that. I don't even do that as a hobby, but I can certainly see that, see that uh, a, a lot of art, uh, art can be in a way a form of working out problems for the artist. And I always, I find, I found that to be true with writing as well as speaking, but because I stutter, my ability to speak is hindered. And that's always bothered me. Uh, it, it feels like there's a, a portion of my mind, of my brain, of my, of my, of my ability to reason that is cut off from me because I don't have as fluid of a speech. I, 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 because I can't speak as fluently as the vast majority of people because I have problems spitting words out, I am deprived in, in many ways of, of, I guess, an arm of, of, of thought. You know, a, a, a thought process. I, I, and, and and that bothers me. And and I just find again this this notion that that Peterson is as brilliant as he is. He's capable of of doing these things of of going up on stage with just a few topics in his mind, and he's able to work these things out in front of a crowd, often successfully. I mean, the level of, of chutzpah and, and confidence, and it, essentially he's he's using, he's he's created this new genre of or sort of entertainment where people go and sit and watch him think out loud for an hour to an, an hour and a half. You know, you're, he's, he's, he, people are paying to watch him th- think about things to work problems out in his head. And that's a, a very novel and unique idea. And it's one that I think he's, I'm sure that he's not one of the first people to have, have done something like this, certainly, but he's absolutely, well, uh, he's absolutely the most popular or one of the most popular people to have, 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 have attempted this successfully in the last 20 years or maybe 50 years, if not ever. I don't, I, I can't think of anybody else who, who is as popular as he is in, in, and having created this type of, type of new entertainment genre of sorts, uh, you know, a, uh, thought genre, a, uh, I don't even know what you could call it, a thinking education. I don't know, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, um, I almost want to say the, the the theater of the mind, but that's a 
that's something else. A theater of the mind is sort of where I, I believe theater of the mind is when a stage is, is presented and it's almost entirely barren and, uh, the audience, uh, the, the audience has to use their imaginations, um, with the help of, of the actor to be able to figure out where they are, what's going on, what, you know, what, in, what kind of creatures or, or environments are they, is, are these characters, are these characters, and I believe that's theater of the mind, so I can't steal it for this particular genre, uh, a new genre of, of entertainment that it, it seems Jordan Peterson is at the forefront of, but if I think of anything, if I think of a name as I, as I talk, I will say it out loud. I don't know, like a thought, a thought workout genre, you know? Oh, okay. Well, if you think of it like a sport, maybe, you know, like people watch sports to, to see other people, um, these, to watch athletes compete athletically. So perhaps in a way, this, these, this thing that Jordan Peterson is at the forefront of could be thought of as a thought sport. Perhaps it's a form of, yeah, it's a form of, of exercise, except instead of a physical exercise that's playing out in front of you, it's a mental exercise. In a way, you know, a debate is, is similar or, or a, or, or in some ways an interview, but those, but a, a debate, a, a, but with debates and with interviews, oftentimes those are done with, with and between more than one person. Uh, with Peterson, it's just him alone on stage. And, and again, as far as I know, he has, he has very little input from any external sources. Everything that, that he comes up with, he seems to come up with everything that, that he, he says is an extension of something that he said before. Or he, he sees topics ahead in his mind and he sort of picks at the, he sort of builds a road to a, to a thought as he walks, which is kind of, which is the nature of, of conversation is, is the nature of speech. It's, it's pretty much what I'm doing now in a significantly less elegant manner, of course, because, uh, because I'm, I'm extremely rusty as you can tell. And anyway, okay, this, this episode has gone on fairly long and I don't mean, holy crap, almost a half hour. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, uh, one last thing that I wanted to say about this, and then I'll, I'll cut it off. I'm, I'm sure that I've scared everybody at this point with my incoherent jabbering, but I want to s sort of mimic what Peterson is doing in the sense of, of speaking things out loud and trying to figure things out loud. I also want to do it for the practice because, of course, when Peterson first started to do this, he was a psychiatrist, and I believe he still is, and a lecturer and a teacher and a professor. So he had many years of, of experience 
speaking in, in, in public before this, but even he, in his, you know, he, right now he's the best and the master in his particular, you know, field. And, and also as, as far as I know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that there, that there are a lot of other people who, who are better than he is, but aren't as, as well known. And, might not be as well known, might not ever be as well known because a lot of it is also a matter of luck. But with him, he started out just like everybody else, I imagine. He was probably, when he first started to do stuff like this, especially as the crowds grew larger, I, I imagine that he wasn't quite as elegant and, and as fluid with his thoughts and his speech as he is now. And that took years. That took doing those kind of lectures for, you know, 20, 30, 40 a year. And I imagine, or, or more, and he, he, he probably had a lot of practice to begin with. Not to mention the practice that came for him just through his his profession in in speaking out loud in front of classrooms to students, which is in a way a lot like the the intellectual exercises that he engages in now, except in a in a large scale and a significantly larger scale. But anyway, he's he started out as as does everybody else who who starts anything out. You know, he he was rusty, he was unsure of himself, he he. He lacked confidence. He, he probably screwed up a lot. But now it's been so long that we see, we see, we only see the tip of the blade usually. Um, if you're not familiar with that expression, it's an expression used to suggest that, well, the, the actual expression is you should never only show them, only show the tip of the spear, which means that if you're a creative person or a professional of any kind, you should never show others how you actually got to that point. All the practice that you went through, the years of struggle and, and pain and suffering, in order for you to sharpen that that blade of talent that you now show should remain hidden to i guess the public to most people so that you only see so that it seems like you were born with this talent whatever it may be whether it be speaking or you know writing or acting or so on and so forth and I, I believe that, and that's the case with with the the, the vast majority of, of of popular and famous people today. We we often only see the tip of their spear, the most the point where they're already extremely talented, and from the uh, looking at this from from the the outside in. You would assume that these people say it's a extremely talented actor that he was always that talented that he he never had to struggle and that's because that's all we see like someone like Christian Bale who's who's one of my favorite actors he's he's excellent uh, 
granted, I haven't seen all all his roles, especially his his earlier ones. He he was a child actor, but now I mean he's he's been around for so long, and he's he's been an actor for for so many years, so many decades, the vast majority of his life, that the that that his performances are just just excellent all around for the most part. You can always he's very reliable, and he's he's considered you know a, a master of his craft, and that's that's. The tip of his spear, his spear. But what, what, but what we don't see is is all the times when when he was struggling as as an actor. You know, all the classes that he had to probably take, all the auditions that that he failed at. You know, initially as a kid, in order to get to that point. Like we only see see his his excellent work because. He's he spent all those years, all those decades of his life sharpening that spear of, of talent. And for a, lo a lot of people, especially a lot of aspiring actors, they might see something like that and think, "Oh, I'm n I'm not as good as that. It, I'll never be as good as that. I shouldn't even bother." When the reality of, of the matter was that in all likelihood he wasn't born like that. He worked at it, and that there's a good chance that if you're an aspiring aspiring actor and you want to achieve that level of talent, it's going to take a, a long time. It's not going to happen overnight, and it, it's not going to happen in public. So anyway, I don't really know why I started on, on this rant about Spears. I can't remember, but I, I think... Oh, so that's what we're seeing with a lot of people, including Peterson, and that explains why he's such a sharp speaker and he, he's so intelligent and also the fact that it's also talent and skill like he himself is a is a brilliant man he just thinks in a way that the average person does not his his brain he's a genius he's a genius but i don't remember exactly where i was going with this other than to say that i i like his his way of, of turning a lecture into a form of thinking, and I will try to mimic it. And I guess as far as showing only the tip of the spear, it would mean that these podcasts are, the, these episodes are kind of the opposite of that, in, in the sense that I'm starting out with the dull blade, the unsharpened blade, where I'm rusty and I'm struggling to think of things to say, and my speech isn't quite as fluent, and I'm not very confident, and I'm kind of all over the place. But that's fine, because it's not necessarily the destination, it's the journey. That's why these, these podcasts exist. It's it's a matter of you know show, showcasing creating a show out of a process and the process for me in this case would be becoming a better speaker becoming a better thinker and being able to exercise the thinking speaking muscle that might help me achieve ideas and thoughts that i otherwise would not have been able to happen upon by not engaging in this sort of speech exercise. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't know if any of that made sense, if it was coherent, and uh, if these, these gaps, these occasional gaps in 
my sentences weren't, I, I hope that they weren't too annoying and distracting. I know that with speech, there, there's a flow to speech and people expect speech to be a certain way, like, like waves of an ocean. You want consistency in, in your speech. And I unfortunately don't have that at the moment. I, I, I don't have that yet. But hopefully through more episodes and through more practice, even if nobody ever really listens to these things, which is very likely, it's fine. It's fine because honestly, it's not about popularity. It's not about wealth. Uh, the odds of, of a podcast becoming extremely popular and making its creators extremely rich, especially one as niche and as bizarre as as this one that I'm trying to... That I'm, I'm putting together are so low that uh, I, it's not even worth trying, in my in my opinion, in my experience. But anyway, I think I've rambled on long enough. I, I hope that this was at least somewhat interesting, not a complete waste of time. And if it was a, w- a waste of time and it wasn't interesting, oh well. Hopefully, in in the future, I'll happen to have a lot more interesting subjects. And, and things to talk about, and I'll talk about them in a more consistent manner that is engaging and hilarious, uh, and gut-bustingly hilarious, <laughs> or not, who knows, we'll see. Anyway, until next time, thank you very much, and have a good day. Bye-bye.